Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thanks very much, Lucy, for the last couple of hours. Steffi Callister will be with you tomorrow evening from four. Welcome to the Gadget Guide. Yeah, welcome to Gadget Guide, show number 239 with the latest look at the tech news and then we'll be exploring some of our favourite tech and gadgets for Christmas 2022. Welcome along and we're going to be talking, yes we are well and truly into December now, um, so <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas gadgets, maybe just getting time to uh, to get those orders in, uh, in time to get them into the stockings before uh, before the big day. Uh, but first of all... Some of the large emporiums are now not off offering delivery tomorrow <laughs> yes yeah i think um, some of that could be strike related for delivery companies and couriers and I, th- uh, I think it's the it's the double well triple whammy really isn't it it's always a busy time of year which can put yeah. pressure on the logistics we've obviously got the uh, the the strikes in the royal mail and now on top of that we've got the weather which yes. is not exactly the most conducive. And I, oh gosh, I look out of my uh, my front window today and seeing the uh, the footprints in the snow from uh, for, from the posty, I I don't envy them having to uh, to do that in this sort of weather. And you know, please, all of those delivery drivers and uh, and couriers stay safe as uh, uh, as the temperatures stay low. Yeah, so no posty today, but the milkman, I was impressed to to his turning up at about half past seven this morning and. Yeah, taking it very still carefully. making it through. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a look at some of the uh, some of the week's news first of all. Though uh, Twitter Blue, this was uh, this was in the national news as well, uh, has has relaunched again. So this is the <laughs> the, the the what colour checks are they now? Um, uh, I've, I've blue, lost track. Blue blue, blue is the paid, isn't it? On things, yes. Yes. Um, so this is Twitter's paid for uh, subscription service. I I heard Lucy mentioning this on uh, on Home as well. Um, Depending what platform you're on and how you buy it, it might no, cost right. a different amount. So right now it's a bit weird because you can only sign up if you're using an iPhone. Yep. And if you sign up using an iPhone, you have to pay more. Yes. But obviously <laughs> they will be bringing the, the web-based sign-ups back once that gets rolled out and that won't have that premium. So if if you're not desperate for it, maybe just hang fire a little bit. Um, the, the reason for this differential pricing is that any transactions that go through uh, either the Apple or Android uh, stores, the platform vendor takes a cut to, to run the service and do their thing. Something itself that's resulted in a whole bunch of lawsuits, but that's not, <laughs> not important right now. Um, what what does Twitter t- Twitter Blue actually get you apart from a, a check mark of questionable colour? Fifty uh, percent less adverts. Notably, not zero. No, no, they they are definitely not saying zero, um, but they are saying less adverts. Um, you'll be able to post longer videos in full HD. Okay, um, you know most people who are doing videos for a social media audience know that there are other platforms that specialize in video that might be better to post your videos on anyway yeah and the, the twitter twitter videos obviously have the 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 reach that you get from being in the timeline yes and to be honest for the for the sort of short form videos you probably don't worry too much about the the technical quality in other words it's the sort of it's good enough and someone's probably going to be watching it on a mobile device or in a you know small fraction of their screen if they're on uh, on desktop or tablet, and if and if it's a teaser to take the uh, person over to Vimeo or YouTube, uh, basically somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, doesn't then, matter. Then you click through, and now you're running yeah. in in full HD or 4K. Yes, 
I, I uh, did notice on, on the longer video thing, I did notice that um, uh, they, they've also announced that Twitter's character limit is being extended, not yeah. just for Twitter Blue, um, but for all users. Of course, it was originally 140 characters. That was designed to fit in a text message, <laughs> if you remember that far back. Um, then it doubled a few years back to 280. It's now going up into the thousands. So in other words, effectively, there won't be a limit on how long your tweets can be. I think that'll... That'll be interesting to see what that does for the platform. Um, obviously, yes. threads have become a thing for for people doing longer form content. It's it's tended to be in in threads, which have, have sort of developed a a life of their own. I suspect was never kind of originally envisaged by the by the platform's creators. I guess they're trying to bring that more into a uh, a kind of first class uh, support. I, I think it could change the dynamic. Not sure yet whether for for better or worse. Yeah. The other things that people might get excited about is being able to um, basically come to the top of other people's timeline so your your tweets will be more um, prominent at the top of people's views. Um, but also the edit button will be available to subscribers. Now, I think that's probably the... Uh... <laughs> That's probably the, the the sort of most useful feature out of that lot that, that yeah. you've described so far. And the, the reduction in ads is nice, but without getting rid of them totally, I, I think that's a bit of a hard sell. Um, frankly, if they'd said zero ads for a reasonable monthly fee, I could have been very yeah, tempted. If, if they said five quid for no ads, I'd go, yeah. yes, please. Yeah, I, I think um, that would have would have done the trick. Because I I did very similar for um, that big streaming red blob type video platform. I went, yeah, I'll take the premium and have no ads. Yeah, it's made consuming video content a lot more pleasurable to not actually have an ad break. It, exactly. So I, I think that's that's almost a sort of missed opportunity. But at the same time, I'm guessing that if they did do that, their advertisers would probably say well hang on you've just taken away all of our most valuable clients yeah, yeah the the ones that the advertisers are going to be getting value from are going to be the people who are heavy users and in twitter land heavy users means you tweet a couple of times a week um that puts you firmly in that sort of most uh, most active from an engagement point of view um so yeah i, I think watch this space on that um platform's still going through quite a lot of upheaval uh, following the acquisition Yes, yes. Um, probably don't do anything major before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think there's a lot. A lot of people are just watching, watching, waiting, gently concerned, um, but seeing whether, yeah, where whether things return to to some amount of normality. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say that. I would probably invoke the first rule of dealing with PR disasters and, and say the first thing when you're dealing with a PR disaster is to stop talking and they're not <laughs> executing on that strategy too well at the moment. But there we go. Yes, deliver, 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 stop talking about it. Anyway, uh, moving from Twitter to staying well. Okay, we said Twitter Blue, you can only sign up on an iPhone at the moment. So sticking with Apple and uh, the EU versus Apple, uh, the EU is winning. Yes, this is the, uh, the 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 declaration that all mobile devices should be powered by USB-C. Uh, this is the type of connector. I guess it went to the first come in probably four years back, four or five years ago. Um, it started appearing and then really in the last two or three uh, has become ubiquitous on every smartphone apart from uh, the iPhone. Apple, of course, 
at a similar sort of time moved from the original um, uh, the sort of chunky connector onto the lightning uh, connector, which is the the much smaller, yeah. about the same size as a USB C, um, but slightly different, uh, but, slightly but, different connection. But by the way, you were out almost by a factor on USB C's age. Um, the standard was ratified uh, in uh, August twenty fourteen. Yeah, eight years. I'm going to say when it actually started. We're now on to USB 4, which was released in 2019, uh, USB 3 of 2017. Um, And, of course, what we have today is the stuff that can do all of that high-speed charging, um, which requires thicker conductors normally in the cable, but also charging of things like laptops um, over USB-C, which was something that wasn't originally in the original spec, so USB power delivery, which is the important part that the EU is quite keen on is that those chargers can be one charger to rule them just all do everything. over one yep. cable and connector, which yep. um, you know is is seen as a way to reduce e-waste. So now, yeah, Apple, of course, not there. not too keen on this, given the, the investment that they've made and their customers have made in the Lightning connector, as well as yeah. the chargers. Of course, it's all the accessories, things like your headphones um, and uh, sync cables and and that sort of stuff. The thing is, you go through cables. They are fairly consumable. They break, you lose them, you leave them in hotels and trains and so on. So I think people I, are, are almost used to I the think idea that they might have to buy new things. I, I think that's fair, but at the same time, I think it's the it's the ubiquity thing of hmm. I want my phone to charge with the same cable as my tablet and the same cable as my, my Kindle and the same ah. ca- cable as my, my, my headphones. And iPad Pros are USB-C. It, in, indeed. Um, yeah. Although I would say that the number of people with an iPad Pro is probably a, a very small number compared yeah. to the number of people with the iPhone. So I guess it's that once you've got all of those cables, you've probably got one by your bed and one in your car and one, you know, one at your office desk and so on. You don't want to have to double up on all of them. But then because we saw you the don't same... necessarily you don't replace your phone at the same time as your headphones at the same we time. We saw the same else. when Apple moved from that wide connector. You remember the wide yes. connector, yes, um, to Lightning, and there was lots of complaints about how dare you and, and exactly, and and that's what they don't want to do again. Um, I I think that they realise it's inevitable. Yeah, but they're not too <laughs> delaying the pain. Um, uh, anyway, the delay is the delay is coming to an end um, because uh, the EU is, uh, does seem to have won. Um, 2024. So you might have another 12 months of uh, 12 months of pain and suffering. Um, that I'm means- wondering if that's going to hurt sales of the next iPhone. Whether the iPhone 15 will have people going, mm, it hasn't got a USB-C. If it could go both ways, right? It could go both ways. People because might it could go, be this is the last, last one. <laughs> exactly. And this is the classic. one I don't have to change everything. Or no, I don't want to buy a phone that's going to have a connector that's going to be basically ruled illegal in a year's time. Now, to be fair, whatever happens, uh, whenever they actually make the jump, you can get adapters. You can already get adapters both directions. So you can plug your accessories into an iPhone and you can charge your iPhone off a USB-C socket and and so on. Yeah, it's all solvable. It's it's not the biggest problem in the world, but um, I think there's definitely uh, uh, looking like the EU one. Of course, that won't apply to iPhones sold elsewhere in the world, uh, including the UK. Um, the UK government has said it doesn't plan to enforce similar legislation. Realistically, I, I would be very surprised if Apple does different models for the for the EU market to the rest of the world. I'm sure that they're going to go USB-C all the, uh, all the way. Yes. Come, come back and uh, ask again in one year's time on the Gadget Guide. 
Yeah, speaking about turning things off. Yeah, this was uh, this was an interesting one. The uh, the the BBC um, has apparently uh, discussed or is considering plans to turn off the digital terrestrial television network by 2030. So this is uh, if you receive your television at the moment using Freeview. So you have uh, an aerial rather than a satellite dish and rather than it coming over cable. Um, so turn off that network of transmitters. I've sort of talked about this before because there's, on the one hand, it's a very low barrier to entry. If you buy a TV, you can put up a very cheap aerial. You can do that yourself and you can receive free-to-air television. Um, it takes a little bit more skill to install a satellite dish and you either go free sat or you have to pay some money for for your sky subscription um and similarly you have to pay money if you want to receive tv over uh, over something like virgin media so in or a any sense other broadband or, or or any other broadband service um so in a sense digital terrestrial is a very you know it's the cheapest the the most equitable way of of getting tv to people on the other hand it's a lot of infrastructure that isn't necessarily the most efficient way of doing it. We've got satellites up there. They use very little power compared to uh, to the the network of transmitters on you know, on the ground, um, once you've launched them at least. And the number of channels is limited. So I, I'm sort of okay with this. Um, I think, you know, I think more and more people are watching online anyway. And it feels like TV is the one to turn off rather than... Uh, obviously coming from a burst position here rather than radio um, <laughs> well, ra- because radio radio is radio... naturally more mobile yes it's, works well know, in it, cars it, exactly you can't have a, a, a sky dish on the roof of your car that sort of keeps turning around as as, as you turn corners and we all know what 4g reception's like in some places so as wonderful as it is to be able to listen on the radio player app and and similar um it's it's not the same ubiquity as uh, as FM and DAB. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I think there's a, a bigger question as to whether live TV itself gets deprioritized over on demand. Hmm. Yes, and and these days, how many people watch real-time stuff except for things, possi- possibly the news? Um, news and, and sport. Sporting events, yes. Yep. So, um, and even that, if people are watching on streaming platforms there's going to be lag and delay and you wonder why half the neighborhood is cheering a few seconds yeah. before the other half yeah that i'm sure can be fixed yeah we we've got zoom which has very low delay and very constant delay clearly it can be fixed um it, it's really the trade-off of what delay will people accept in return for reliability um uh, and as as you increase the delay the the reliability tends to to get better as well so I think if people get upset at the delay, we can fix that. Yeah, and especially as broadband gets better. Well, one of the ways to fix that is to go fibre, and our friends at City Fibre, of course, cabling up a lot of the city of Cambridge, um, and also making the platform available to more ISPs. Initially, the launch ISP was Vodafone, uh, but now we are seeing TalkTalk available on there, um, and Zen Internet. But Zen has yes. said that they're going to have to delay their launch on City Fibre's platform. Yes, and it, it's available in some cities. Um, and I think this probably gives us a little bit of a clue as to how the, how the rollout's happening. And what I suspect, um, this is purely based on guesswork, is that for an ISP like Zen, 
to be available in City Fibre. They probably have to put some of their equipment into City Fibre's um, uh, infrastructure on a city-by-city basis. So in other words, Zen have to say, yes, we're going to put some kit in Cambridge and we have to put some, and we're going to put some kit in Peterborough and so on. And I suspect that it's just that time to get that mm. rollout done versus where a lot of ISPs, particularly the smaller ones, deploy on OpenReach. They can effectively say to OpenReach, okay, we're going to put some kit in London. You deal with the connection from London out to, uh, out to also, the end users. Also, OpenReach have effectively leased a lot of that network equipment to the smaller ISPs, where City Fiber pretty much bring your stuff yeah. and plug it in. Here, here's and, a hole, yeah. And those of us who work in... Uh, IT generally know that at the moment there is still a shortage of things like enterprise grade switching and routing equipment so that could be part of the knock on as well. Yep. Um in terms of that rollout though Zen is currently available in Cambridge. Um so they are one of your uh, one of your options just looking and and Peterborough as well. Um so it's it's that further rollout uh, city fiber continue to deploy to more cities not so much in uh, in suburban and uh, rural areas but uh, good to see the uh, the choice increasing in any case yes uh, now if you are into your online gaming and you might be playing uh, call of duty warzone 2 uh, there's a new um way to achieve easy wins now i have to say i'm, I'm coming from a, a position of ignorance here uh <laughs> because i've never played never played call of duty any of them um but apparently there's some some self-revival kits uh, th- yeah re- revive kits are a a big thing in most uh shoot 'em up type first person shooter games so that once you hit you know you, you find a a first aid kit and you fix yourself um the the game had previously allowed you up until fairly recently to only carry one self revive kit at a time right they have changed that you can now carry multiple items of the same thing so you can carry multiple revive kits right so presumably it's now no longer you can only be shot a certain amount before you have to go off and find something you can now just have a bunch them all of, up and yep. then Yep, keep keep on taking them or or what have you. Yep, so that's the strategy now. Collect revive kits, and um, then you can generally tackle more challenging obstacles, other players, and challenges. Uh, one to uh, one to watch out for. Not sure whether that was intentional or uh, just a bit of a sort of accident that fell out of uh, uh, of other changes to the game. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about Christmas gadgets things to look out for in your stocking this year. Cambridge 105 Radio. Wednesday nights on Cambridge 105 Radio, the hip-hop show. DJ Remedy and CC sample funk and Latin drum breaks and connect with local rappers, DJs and producers. They call it the four elements. What started, in my knowledge, is the breakdancing, the graffiti and the DJ. Oh, yeah. and, and the DJ really was the thing that really kicked the culture off. The Hip Hop Show, Wednesdays at 10 on Cambridge 105 Radio. The cost of living is impacting thousands of people and families across Cambridgeshire. As a result, Cambridge City Food Bank is busier than ever. May 2022 was our second busiest month on record, with over 1,200 people receiving an emergency food parcel. While we expect to be busy around Christmas, 
it is highly unusual for us to see so many people needing help at this time of year. It truly is a sign of the times. Now, more than ever, Cambridge City Food Bank needs your help to ensure no one in our city or the surrounding villages goes hungry. To find out how you can support, either through a food or financial donation, please visit cambridgecity.foodbank.org.uk. Are you suffering from buffering? Find yourself screaming, not streaming? Or do you just lag behind? Then it's time to demand better broadband. City Fibre is building a brand new full fibre network across the UK, giving you access to broadband from a range of providers that's more reliable and up to 20 times faster than average. So you can stream, game and video call without interruption. Get connected to full fibre today. Choose your provider at cityfibre.com slash Cambridge 105. You're listening to The Gadget Guide with Rob and Lawrence and we're going to be talking Christmas shopping now and what uh, what what gadgets can we uh, can we think of to, to put in stockings or to look for in uh, your stocking. Let's start off with some lights. Yes, so uh, Govee, a brand you might not have come across, G-O-V-E-E, just Google them, you'll find their UK website. Most of their stuff sold on Amazon, some of their stuff sold direct from their website. Lots of discount offers this time of year, so worth having a check as to what vouchers they've got on offer. Uh, good discounts on a lot of their products. But uh, they've got a range of lighting systems. Um, you've got to specifically search for Govee Lighting to get easily access to their, their page for that because they do a bunch of other things as well. Um, so they've got a range of strip lights, which we're quite used to the idea of, um, as well as standard light bulbs and things to put behind your TV to turn it into effectively what was the Philips Ambilight system, but with any TV. Now, these ones, because there's a few different designs of, of smart lighting, aren't there? Some of them connect to your Wi-Fi network directly. Some of them go via a bridge of some description. These ones, I think all of them wifi. fall into the Wi-Fi directly, don't yep. they? So you yep. don't need to buy... Uh, so things like the Hue, you get the Hue bridge. Um, and uh, and some the, of the... the secret with the Hue, if you have an Amazon Echo, the full one, not the Dot... Yes, that's got it built in. That's hasn't got it? built in hue control. Yes. And quite often, Amazon do a discount package. If you buy the Echo, you get a free hue bulb. But worth, in the case of the, the Govee uh, models, not, you don't need any kind of bridge. You don't need any extra devices. They just no. connect straight to, your, straight to your Wi-Fi. And then you can control them from your phone or other mobile device and you know, pair them into your digital assistant if you've got one as well. So and a those, lot of them look like direct rip-offs of the Philips products. <laughs> very much so. Um, but they're, they, they're pretty good. I, I will confess to having to, actually acquired a, a, a Govee Lite and was suitably impressed with the setup and configuration. And yeah, the quality, not uh, bad. Uh, to be fair, we, we, we say that a, a rip-off... I, yeah. There's a limited number of a things good, you can do a to good, a bayonet, <laughs> a bayonet a bulb, good, and good it's good copy that works very similarly. Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah, it's, it's a light bulb with with some smarts. Um, they're, they're all going to look the same. Uh, but yeah. just as a, 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 a sort of idea, uh, a couple of bayonet cap uh, light bulbs. These are the kind of classic uh, LED replacements for the classic light bulb. Uh, a pair of those coming in currently for about twenty four pounds, uh, so 11, uh, 11 or twelve pounds per bulb. That's not too bad. If you think your basic yeah. not smart LED bulb um, will probably set you back kind of five or six pounds for a decent one. Um, it's looking at about twice that, but 
has all the smarts built into it um, and also has multiple colours, uh, depending on which one you go for. Most of them in the Govi range look like they are oh, full RGB. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, in- interesting, nice. if you go all the way up to the six pack, they're dropping to 10 quid each. So, uh, so at that point, yeah. it's not much of a uh, an uplift. Uh, with, with this sort of smart lighting, I, I would say my my gotcha with all of these is that if you have a smart bulb, then it means that you have to remember not to turn your light switches off. Correct. Because if you turn the light switch off, then of course the app can't turn the bulb back on uh, because the bulb doesn't have any power. So especially if you have visitors in your house, you might want to sort of hide the light <laughs> switches somehow. Um, I, I know that at, uh, at the office we actually... light switches, yeah. We, we 3D printed a cover to go over the uh, over the front of the light switch Sensible. to stop people turning it off. Um, so do do watch out for that. If you want something that controls any old bulb, um, then another one to uh, to look for is the Shelly, uh, S-H-E-L-L-Y. Uh, range they've got some uh, some neat little re- uh, smart relays that can actually sit in the wall in the back box behind your light switch um, and then control any old light bulb um, including from the light switch but as yes. well as the app that's shelly store uh, s-h-e-l-l-y store.co.uk for all of that detail the other one that's worth looking at is sonoff s-o-n-o-f uh, their website's a little bit clunky to actually find things but if you search for them on Amazon, um, they do some fantastic replacement light switches, so actually replacing the physical switch, keeping regular bulbs but changing the switch for a smart switch. Obviously something you can only do in a house that you own um, and if you're confident with doing the wiring. I'm sure your yep. electrician would be happy to do wire them in for you if you if you wanted a, a contractor to do it. But then you get a, a smart switch that is still a switch so people can still tap it to turn the lights on and off and have that comfort of a physical thing. But it's Wi-Fi connected, so it can then interact with all your smart devices, with your phone, with apps, and so on. And I've got a couple of the Sonoff inline relays. So these, rather than replacing a light switch, um, are basically designed to go in the power cable to a, something like a bedside lamp or a table lamp. Um, it just sits in, in the middle of the cable. You have to cut the cable and, uh, and screw it in. Uh, but then it just sits in the middle of the power cord and means that my bedside lights are now Wi-Fi controlled and I've also linked that up to um, uh, a home automation system which means that a wireless light switch doesn't have any cables coming out of it at all can then control those lamps so I have a, uh, a little wireless light switch stuck to the side of my uh, uh, one of my bedside tables and that's got the two bedside lamps and the main ceiling light which is on one of the Shelly relays um, so look kind of linking all of those things together can mean that you can get a lot of control in the places you want without having to run a load of extra cables. Now, if you're not into doing a bit of cable chopping, uh, maybe you just want to go for a smart plug. Uh, now, these range in price between 28 and £34 pounds for a four-pack. So that's four sockets that you plug into your regular mains outlet and then you plug your lamp or whatever appliance into the socket. The socket is then connected to your Wi-Fi and allows you to turn it on and off remotely. Now, I would I would just watch out when you're when you're buying these. If you're just searching for smart sockets, there's two different sorts that you can get. There are remote control sockets which come with their own remote control, and there are Wi-Fi smart sockets, and those actually, as the name suggests, connect to your Wi-Fi. Um, the remote control ones um, you can't control with an app. You can only use its its own built-in remote control. 
And my experience, at least of those, is that you have to kind of you know, do the, the thing that you had to do when your TV remote's batteries were running a little bit low and, and hold it in just the right, uh, the right <laughs> yes. orientation, stand on one I, leg and stick your tongue out. So I, I would definitely go for... Exactly. Those, yes. Yeah, I now, would go for the Wi-Fi ones rather than the remote control ones. On on the world's favourite emporium, that is Amazon. I I did find the A tree, so eight R E E smart plugs were quite good value because you've got a four pack for right now twenty eight pounds, uh, but they have energy monitoring built in, so the app will tell you how many nice. watts the device that you've got plugged in is drawing and give you a summary of the week and the month as to how much power has been used. So quite useful if you think, how much does that item actually cost me to run? That can answer the question as well as turning it on and off. And, and that's particularly relevant at the moment. We're seeing um, you know, incredibly high uh, wholesale electricity prices, incredibly high demand where we're going through this cold spell, also quite cold over on the continent. Um, and yeah, reports earlier today of, oh, are we going to have to fire up the emergency coal, uh, coal power stations? Got away without it this time, but as winter continues, um, yeah, that, that demand for electricity is something I think everyone's going to continue being uh, very aware of. One thing to be aware of on smart sockets, though, is they are not designed to replace the standby power that your TV is doing, for example. So putting a smart socket in to turn your TV's standby power supply off is not going to save you money because modern TVs are going to draw about the same amount of power on standby as a smart socket. I think that that's absolutely right if it's, first of all, if it's a modern TV, and secondly, if it's only the TV, where I yes. think it comes into its own is if you've got a stack of home entertainment stuff all together, Xbox, maybe some games consoles, DVD exactly. player... If you can turn, if you can plug all of that into an uh, into one extension lead and feed that extension lead from a smart socket, then suddenly you can turn the whole stack on and the whole stack off when you're done watching TV or, yeah. or playing some games. That's you where you then that start to see the, uh, the 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 savings. Do remember that sky boxes and other set top boxes like that don't like to be turned off ah, because they do their updates at about two a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think they, they need to learn to cope with that. <laughs> and if they get upset, then uh, uh, complain to uh, to your provider. Sticking uh, with power. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're talking about uh, power cuts uh, and the possibility of them earlier. Um, because you can also get home battery power stations. Um, so these are uh, effectively a souped-up version of the, the mobile phone uh, portable charging packs that you can get. Um, but these you can run a lot more uh, devices off obviously a phone your laptop um but maybe even a coffee machine yes so these come in hundreds to thousands of watts of power and hundreds to thousands of amp hours for the amount of power that they can deliver over a period of time so the rule of thumb looks like on the pricing at the moment is about a thousand pounds per uh kilowatt of power delivery so a two kilowatt power delivery which is about how much you need to run a coffee a machine, coffee machine. Uh, is about two thousand pounds so these are not stocking fillers these are, <laughs> stocking these are fillers. A, a bit more of an investment yes um, saying that uh, EcoFlow um, have got a two kilowatt unit that they have dropped the price on drastically by moving a lot of the batteries out of the unit so batteries uh, are quite expensive so they've made it so it's got less battery capacity, can do the high output, 
But if you need the battery, you buy of time. additional batteries and you daisy chain more batteries on. Uh, so nice. their two kilowatt system starts at just over a thousand pounds. I quite like that as an idea because it means if you're maybe going camping just for a, an overnight or a, uh, a short weekend, then you take the base unit. If you're going away for a week, then you might want to uh, might want to take, take an extra, extra battery or two. two. Yep. Very good. Uh, coming up next, it'll be uh, doorbells, smart speakers, and smart toys. <laughs>
Lady Gaga, Bad Romance here on Cambridge 105 Radio, where we're looking at some of the things that you maybe, maybe just want to uh, sneak onto your Christmas list. Um, <laughs> and, but, well, maybe one of those is a way of seeing when Santa uh, arrives with a video doorbell. Yes, or that favourite parcel delivery person. Now, uh, my favourite one... Yeah, they're basically the same. <laughs> uh, is the Eufy Video Doorbell Jewel. Now, Eufy have been in the press recently for a bit of a data leak. They're working on that. You've got to think about the fact that you've put a video camera on the outside of your house. It's looking, hopefully, just in a direction that's going to show you your visitors, not the entire neighbourhood, and your parcels. So, thinking about the privacy concerns... Um, is it too much of a problem if someone's able to access that video? I, I think it is. No, I, I'm not going to give them this I, I, one. I, I think I agree, it is. I agree it is a problem. <laughs> it is. Um, it, it's something that they're working on fixing because they have been promising since day one that the content from your camera stays on your device. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah, this is not limited to you, Fee. They're the ones that no. are in the news at the moment. Um Amazon had uh, some interesting PR challenges a while back with their relationship with law enforcement over in the US particularly um, uh, and what they would hand over under what circumstances. I I think, yeah, don't ignore the privacy and just because it's outside, don't ignore it. But at the same time, uh, the way that companies respond is often more important than when they're breached in the first place. I think we're still seeing Yuffie's response. I, I, I'm get personally. I'm I'm going to hang fire before doing anything <laughs> because yes. if they can show a, a solid response, sol- solid investigation, and ways to stop it happening again, that puts them in a better position in my mind than somebody who never never even been breached. Um, if, on the other hand, they try and sweep it under the carpet, then it probably goes on my list of uh, list of companies so they to avoid. Have updated the app, so the app now does tell you that thumbnails from the video will be uploaded to the cloud service to deliver you the notifications on the app on your phone, and that's fair, which makes a bit of sense. Yeah, um, it looks like they are fully aware of the, the the problems that they have caused, and I think they are sorting things out so yeah possibly don't buy one if you think about alternatives and, and Yuffie's one has, has got some great tech in it like a package detection system so the the second camera that looks down at your step yes can, I think that's that's a very neat option can see a package and go ah uh, your favorite delivery person has left a package on your doorstep and and run away um, but it will then tell you if anyone else moves the package and record uh, nice. all that video and store it so that uh, if someone good. nicks your package you have the evidence and you can go around to next door and say, um, I see you picked up my package. Do you mind handing it over, please? Yeah. Um, so that is useful. Be aware if you buy a video doorbell from other vendors, have a look at what they want as far as a subscription is concerned. Ring from Amazon, Nest doorbells from Google. A lot of those are the extra features require a subscription. Yep. Maybe you're happy with a £5 a month subscription for your doorbell if they are offering better security, but maybe you don't want the extra cost. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely one to uh, to consider. Uh, moving on to uh, digital assistants, if you've not got one yet, um, then there's yeah, they're still there. <laughs> they're still with us. They're they're still good kitchen timers. Um, Amazon's uh, Echo Dot. This is the the baby one. Um, looks a little bit like a hockey puck. Uh, that's now up to its fifth generation. Oh, it, it's changed shape. 
Oh, was it? Oh, it changed shape at the fourth generation. Bother. And it went, it went into a blob. So it's oh, now of course ball. it did. Yes, yeah, and sorry, for, I'm, I'm a, a couple behind. Yeah, yeah, you, if you've got a hockey puck, Rob, you can trade those in. I've still got the first generation hockey okay, puck. Uh, it's not even the rounded hockey puck. Uh, that was the second generation. Oh, okay. Uh, the first generation, I don't know if they actually did an Echo Dot first generation. Um, but if you have an old Echo Dot, first of all, so a second generation Echo Dot uh, or a third generation, which is the one that's rounded and has got fabric on the sides, um, those you can trade in. Just go, uh, do your favourite search engine, search for Amazon Trade in UK. And if you have an existing working Echo Dot, they will give you a £5 gift card for it if you send it back. Yep. Okay, and, and they will send the, you all the postage details to send it back, so it doesn't cost you anything to send it back, and they'll give you five quid. And to, to be fair, the 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 fifth generation ones, the ones we're talking about, as of right now at the moment, and of course this thing can always change at a moment's notice. Uh, do check out price comparison websites. But as I speak, um, the uh, the fifth generation Echo Dot is coming in at twenty seven pound. Uh, from Amazon. That's so. If you've got old ones, you can trade those in, which knocks yeah, it down to it's basically twenty-two pounds. Yeah, that's not so, a bad upgrade to consider. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, there, there's also one for a few pound more with the uh, with the digital clock built in as well. It's sort of a uh, nice LED clock behind the fabric. Um, yes, that's uh, another another ten or twelve quid. Now, smart toys, because you know, kids and toys and Christmas all go together. Maybe you're thinking about something a bit more premium, but a bit more of a STEM, you know, get the kids thinking a bit more about programming and robotics, and you can't find yourself a Raspberry Pi to save your life because they're out of stock everywhere. <laughs> Getting better, uh, apparently. Yes, maybe you, want, maybe you want to go for something like robotics. And um, the Engino range of robotics are really cool. These are like uh, Lego Technics on steroids. Yes, uh, I... I've not seen these before. Uh, before today, it's a little bit like the Technics Mindstorms, yeah. Um, in that you you build the the sort of stuff out of. I can't believe it's not Lego, uh, and that's almost <laughs> almost it, literally true. Stuff, it's, stuff it's, that clips together. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of Le Lego, but with round holes instead of in the sides of things rather than the the blobs. Anyway, um, uh, and then a control unit. Um, the the kind of builds into your model somewhere and that's got all of the uh, all of the smarts in it um not necessarily cheap the premium edition um, no i mean the, the at 185 pound is the top of the range um and that's the gino bot um you can google these uh, or favorite search engine it does give you something that will encourage kids well i think kids of any age I, oh, oh yeah and, and yeah, adults yeah, yep. yeah yeah um but it comes with a whole lot of programming tools, um, 3D environment simulators, because there's a whole lot of sensors built into it, so you can really get into programming robotics, which is quite cool. Yeah, um, definitely one to uh, to consider. And then finally, if you want to uh, to figure out, uh, well, how many uh, how many steps you have not done over or uh, or Christmas how many calories, day? Uh, yes, you need to, <laughs> exactly. to get rid of that Christmas dinner. Yeah, smart smart fitness devices, smart watches. Um, yeah, they, these are the usual categories we've talked about in the past. Fitbit are the the ones who kind of defined that health tracking uh, category for, from the start, and they're they're still going strong, um, starting around about the hundred pound mark. Yeah, hundred quid will get you the Versa Two, which is a very capable uh, tracking watch. The Fitbit Lux, a little bit smaller, at ninety quid, um, and then they also do kids versions. 
which is great. Those are about 50 quid. So um, if you want to get your kids thinking about fitness, good way to start them off. 50 quid might be a reasonable tech stocking filler. Of course, our, our favourites, uh, if you want something a bit more smart, maybe you want an Apple Watch Series 8, the latest one, or the Watch Ultra, which we mentioned previously in the Gadget Guide, which is also waterproof and can be a dive computer. Or maybe you're in the Android camp, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 is a very capable smartwatch. Yep. So uh, lots of uh, lots of options to consider there for your uh, uh, for the Christmas gadgets. Um, that's that's kind of all we've got time for this year. Um, end of twenty twenty two already. Um, we'll be back uh, taking a quick break on uh, on Boxing Day, um, but we'll be back in uh, in the new year. Where is it? Is it CES at the start of 2023? Yeah, we'll be it's back just after the Consumer Electronics Show 2023. So we'll be looking at everything that was announced then. Cambridge 105 Radio.